Folks, we have been to the other side of the majestic Rockies, mm-hmm. and we have found it wanting, so we are back. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, we went to Grand Junction this past weekend. My mother, my mummy, mm-hmm. and uh, my... Got to surprise her for a belated Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah my stepdad's out there, and they're two wonderful dogs. Mm-hmm. So we got to go out there, surprise my mom... I guess our dog Gilly surprised our mom because we brought them with and we... Forgot to bring the dogs with us yeah. and we were hiding. So, yeah, our mom pulled into the driveway and came around the corner and she says, I see Gilly, where's everybody else? We're like, oh, God. <laughs> God damn it, Gilly. She so. just had to ruin the surprise. Yeah, but oh. uh, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. It, 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 it's it been funny. Uh, so they've been out there like 15 years, give Something or take. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Were they out there when we started dating? Or, I think so, because I don't remember geez. them being here very often. Yeah, like, maybe 16 years. Crazy. Um, so we've been going there since, you know, we were dating and, and newlyweds, you mm-hmm. know, pre, pre-child. pre um, And it's funny how they how our visits have changed. We haven't been out there in a few years, which right, yeah. is a bummer. At least not expressly <clears throat> to see them. Uh, so it used to be like, which distilleries are we going to? Which breweries are we going to? Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. And now, like... It was very nice. They took us to a, a beer fest at... Uh, MCU? CMU. CMU. Yeah, Colorado Mesa University, I believe. Okay. Something like that. Really nice time. Really great. Um, but, like, immediately Amber's gut started not feeling good after all the uh, the sampling of different beers and seltzers. Mm-hmm. And then the next day we went out and... Uh, uh, I mean, we uh, it was nice. We went on a really nice hike. It was a super easy hike, but we had cash with us, so it was like, yeah, let's take it easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went out and got food and went to another brewery, and um, Amber and I went out while mom and stepdad watched cash. And yeah, then the next day you're like, I don't, I don't, well, I don't want to drink that much again next time. Yeah, I so, think I just I'm realizing my tolerance. And I was thinking mm-hmm. on the way down the mountain, was thinking like, you know, if I just would have had one less drink, I would have been fine. Yeah. That one extra drink, because you're just, you're feeling good. You're like, yeah, I'll have another. It is a, always. It's a thin line. It is. Between fun and no fun. I mean, because I'm trying to go with like the one and done, but then if we go out, yeah. it's like, well, maybe two. Yep. But then if that turns to three or four, that's when I really get into trouble. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was fun. I mean, it wasn't like a big hangover the next day. It was just when your your brain feels a little fuzzy. Yeah, you know? I, I didn't sleep too well that yeah. night before we hit the road. Um, so everybody was pretty zonked out when we got home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but it was a great time, though. It was awesome. And she was very excited to see us. And she was, of course, wants us to come out more often. And, and they have a great place that, you know, they bought out there. And mm-hmm. I just... Yeah, I love their. They're very good hosts. Incredible hosts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we don't want to surprise them too often because I felt like, uh, my mom didn't show it or ma- they, like didn't make us feel unwelcome by any means. And my stepdad knew we were coming, so right. he he did some prep. Um, but you could tell like, you know, she was making breakfast for us, which she didn't have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's like making pancakes and and. Uh, bacon she's kind of like throwing stuff together and it's like well shit like we if we would have had more room in the car we should have brought food right um, that we could have prepared 
mm-hmm. you know, and we could have taken care of them, but uh, I, I don't think they would stand for that. No, <laughs> they, they no. Tend to, they, they enjoy hosting, and they're excellent at it. Th- that they do. Host. That they very yeah. much do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, speaking of being excellent at something, welcome to Life Well Spent <laughs> with Garrett and Amber. This is the podcast where a married couple uh, do the minimal amount of research on a given subject, uh, and it's fun, and we love each other, and we love you. You're our favorite child. <laughs> I find You're, it funny that you have to say that every time. Well, you you said to make it positive, so I'm, I'm bringing the positivity. My my baby says jump. I, I mean, say I like yes, you'd ma'am. Be, you'd definitely be okay if you were like, you know, minimal amount of research on something that we're into or whatever, and then just you don't have to say it every time if you don't. So want we're doing to. notes right now on the podcast. Yes, then totally. now is when we're doing notes. <laughs> No, nope, I'm keeping it saccharine and unbearably sweet. Yeah. Uh, so, what we've been into this week? Do you mm-hmm. want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, mine's kind of boring, so I'll okay. just get it over with. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I've just been. I mean, aside from getting the house ready to put, be put on the market, um, been doing a lot more studying this past week than I think I have ever done. So, uh, towards the end of the week, I tried the. I made it to the, the point where you're supposed to take like your final exam for the national part of real estate. And you're supposed to uh, pass with like 80% or higher is what would kind of like, like unlock the rest of it for you. Because the, the Colorado real estate exam is bro- broken up into national and state. Yes. Yes. Because yep. there's a lot of national stuff that is broadly applying, mm-hmm. primarily a lot of legal stuff. But Which is also, very boring. But uh, yeah. yeah. I mean. Informational. Yeah. But. You take the test and you pass the test so you can do the fun stuff, like showing homes and talking about uh, design features, things like that. This right. is all basically a course you take to mm-hmm. try to limit your legal liability and to also to make sure you're not a bad realtor, you know, yeah. mistreating people. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I did not pass the first time. I got 66% and you're supposed to pass at least 80 so I... And you say that, but you're not you're not that far off. Well, and to give myself some grace, I, I knew that I could have, like, studied a little bit more beforehand because I yeah. just got done with the last chapter, and I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to take it yeah. and see how, how well I do. You know? I think you I did the same thing. you can retake it until you pass, so... And I think that's a great way of going about it. You take it, you take it kind of raw. Yeah. Just to see, like, purely... Like, what where I are you retained. at right now? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I don't think there's probably some psychopath out there that read through the all this stuff and retains it the instant they read it. Those guys are like superheroes. Yeah, they do that. The, and most people aren't like that. I wasn't yeah. like that. I'm pretty sure I would take the test and then I'd be like, all right, I gotta double check some stuff. I gotta bone back up. Right. And then you take it again. So yeah, you're doing fantastic. Yeah, you know, I think. I mean, hopefully, I'll, I'll pass it the second attempt, and that's my goal sometime this week. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, that's a uh, that's a, a big thing on my my list. I need to get this done before the end of August. So. Oh, that's right. That's kind of the that's my the deadline ish. Yeah. For the, at least the the real estate schools. Yeah, they give you like six months to do it. In. Which and I mean, I think if you don't do it after that, it doesn't really matter. You just don't have access to like certain online classes or things. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could take the, well. I don't want to incentivize you to take any longer. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, you've yeah. been you've been very gently nudging me, like, oh, you know, like let's just get it over with. Hopefully, let's get very it gently, because you've got a ton on your plate. You mm-hmm. know, you are keeping the wheels on 
this family, generally <laughs> speaking, and we're getting ready to, you know, get our house on the market, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on. There's so, a big list of to-dos, So yeah. hopefully I'm, I'm not, you know, adding stress. I'm just really excited for you to get into real estate, because I know you're going to kill it. Well, thank you. But if I'm, if I'm pushing too much, tell me to knock it off. What is our, our code word? Pineapple? Pineapple? Yeah. <laughs> sure. You bet. <laughs> Take it down. Pineapple. 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 Pineapple, shut up. I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what have you been into? So I feel like I've been talking about comic books quite a bit lately, uh, but I'm going to keep doing it, so shut up. Uh, so <laughs> first I ordered the Invincible. Uh, it's not the Omnibus. Omnibus is typically where you collect multiple issues or trade paperbacks of a comic and you put it in one large format. Mm-hmm. This is the, uh, the Compendium. And... I was wondering, well, why is it called the Compendium? Because it's fucking huge, guys. It is massive. It's a big book. How many comics are it basically? Uh, I believe 47. That's a 47 big... issues of uh, Invincible. Did I even say the name of the yes, comic? Yes, you did. Oh, yeah, thank you God. Did. Yeah. I was going to sound so dumb if I didn't say it. Yeah, so I started reading it through it, and I realized, like, I think the show has done a better job out, out the gate mm. of... Of setting the tone, I guess. I'm sure that Robert Kirkman, the writer, knew the story, knew what he was going to be doing. But uh, at first, like, it's it's not, it's not very dark or brutal. But maybe that's a good thing. I just I've read through maybe three or four issues, and I'm thinking like, I don't know if I was reading through this, uh, you know, back in the day when they were first releasing. I don't know if I'd keep up with it. Like, really, it's there. There is some tough stuff. Some mm-hmm. some kind of hardcore stuff but uh i don't know i think it's a testament to how well they've done with the show Mm -hmm. highly recommend the show on amazon prime but i am looking forward to getting into it um some reveals that they're a little more upfront with in the show uh you can tell they're uh they're hiding away in the comic Mm. so i'm excited to see that turn and see even if i know it's coming i think it's going to be maybe a little more impactful in the comic book so maybe i'm thinking short term versus Long term, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking for that long term pop. But uh, another comic I've been reading is the Marauders. It is an X Men book. Okay. And uh, I think they've got me this again. For anybody who hasn't listened, I subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. It's a service where you can uh, read the comics online, but uh, they're all like six months out. So a comic comes out. Uh, it's on store shelves for six months. You can buy it, or you can wait the six months, and then it'll be it'll premiere on Marvel Unlimited. So I'm behind on the on the series, but I got caught up with it to six months ago, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. It uh, it stars uh, Kitty Pride. Um, she now goes by Kate Pride, which is a, a a piece in the comics. But I I don't know a ton about uh, Kate Pride. Uh, she's Shadow Cat. Um, she was played by Ellen Page in uh, X Men: The Last Stand. Oh, that's right. And uh, she's a she was a teacher at uh, Oh, real uh, quick. Xavier Academy. Yeah. Uh, it's not Ellen anymore. It's Elliot. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, uh, he, he he played, played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kitty Pride back in the day, um, and now. Oh boy, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's a lot because there's a lot of weird stuff that's been going on with the X-Men. I'm trying to get caught up. Mm-hmm. Basically, they they form this new nation called Krakoa in the South Pacific, and it's on this living island. Um, 
and uh, all these they're trying to get all these mutants to go there because it's kind of a utopia mm-hmm. and uh on krakoa what they're doing is uh since it's a living island it can open up these gates basically anywhere in the world and also on mars and the moon uh you know it can open up these living gates anywhere okay so mutants can come and go as they please and Krakoa is saying, hey, nations, we are going to put a gate in your nation so that mutants can come to Krakoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, in exchange, we will give you these uh, life-saving medicines that uh, the island of Krakoa can generate and provide. Uh, cures like Alzheimer's and other horrible illnesses. So it's their way of saying, hey, here's all this life-saving medicine. Now leave us alone and let us be our own society because mutants have been hunted mm-hmm. for uh, generations. That's been... The entire comic book is an allegory for the civil rights movement and being uh, unfairly persecuted and hated for who you are. Gotcha. Um, so now they're kind of on this island paradise, but of course it's not all at island paradise. And the interesting thing is that on Krakoa they are not saying only good mutants, quote unquote good mutants. Mm-hmm. Every mutant is allowed. I okay. think they've only banished Sabretooth, and I have no idea what he did, but I'm I sure was it was say. bad. Yeah, but uh, so they've got like this council. Mister Sinister is on the council. Uh, Sebastian Shaw, who's a who's a major foil in this Marauders series. Mm-hmm. There's bad guys on there. Mystique is on the council. Uh, Emma Frost, although she really seems to, in wrestling terms, she has turned face in mm-hmm. this series. She is no longer a heel or a bad guy. Um, so what Kate Pride is doing is she comes to this island. And it turns out she can't use the gates for some reason. She can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. But uh, she is invited by Emma Frost to basically run this ship called the Marauder. And her goal and her mission is to help liberate mutants that are not being allowed by their government to go to Krakoa. She's going to try and basically pirate them from their land uh, to Krakoa. you know, Or help to liberate the gate that the government is blocking off. Um, I think there was some stuff in Madripoor, uh, maybe Russia, um, where the government is like not uh, recognizing Krakoa as a, a state. And okay. so they're not letting their people go. And Kate Pride is there to liberate them. Um, also, she helps to facilitate the transport of those drugs mm-hmm. that Krakoa is sending to these nations. So it's basically a swashbuckling pirate story. It's super fun. Uh, it's got Kate Pride. Storm, um, Iceman. Oh, uh, nice. Bobby Drake, who's, who's, uh, he came out as gay, like, maybe five, six years ago. Mm. He's a ton of fun. Um, he's got a thing with Emma Frost's brother, which I didn't know she had a brother. Oh, yeah, Which I is didn't interesting, either. yeah. Um, oh, and the original, uh, Pyro, I believe, I think. Um, another character that was in the... X-Men series, the, the the original, the films that came out with Hugh Jackman. Um, mm. I believe Pyro was in the first, I think he was in all three, because he was friends with Bobby Drake. There was okay. another one that came out, but uh, Pyro is back in this one, and he's fun. And, oh yeah, and Bishop is in this as well. Uh, so some really big hitters. I said Storm, right? Yes. Yeah, Storm's good in it. Yeah. Storm and Kate Pride have a really good... So it's got these really well-known characters, whereas, like, New Mutants I've been reading, too, and I'm just not as familiar with their lineup. Um, Same thing with, uh, shit, another series I've been reading uh, that's got, like, Psylocke and Havoc, but there's some other characters. 
that's the, that's always been the tough thing about the X-Men is I can never keep up with their their lineup cuz there's always a ton of mutants besides after House of M where they got rid of a ton. Yeah, a lot of those I have no idea. Yeah. But who they are, but uh, I know Hickman, Jonathan Hickman, is heading up a lot of the, the lines. Um, I believe Jerry Duggan is writing Marauders, and he's awesome. Mm. Um, he was on a podcast I li- used to listen to, a D&D podcast. Um, and I he forgot wrote... you listened to that. Well, this is a yeah. different D&D podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what's that say about me? I listened <laughs> to a few. Uh, um, it was, He was on there with Brian Posehn. I believe Jerry Duggan was a, a common fixture. Um, I can't remember the name of the podcast. I haven't listened to it in years. But uh, no shade on the podcast. Just, I, you know, I'm fickle when it comes to podcasts. I kind of bounce in and out. Uh, but Jerry Duggan's great. He wrote a lot of Deadpool. That was a ton of fun. Um, so, I mean, X-Men, a few books have got some really incredible writers. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Jonathan Hickman heading up. He's been prolific for years now with Marvel and very influential, impactful on the Marvel series as a whole. So, okay. um, yeah, if you're looking for an X-Men book, if you want to try to get back into X-Men, Marauders is a great way to go because it's got those bigger names. I think it's easier to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, if you want something, in, I, I think, a little more challenging as far as the lineup, New Mutants would be a way to go, good way to go. I haven't read the X-Men, just the X-Men book yet. So mm-hmm. I don't really know what's going on with Cyclops. I think it's maybe maybe a bit more politics. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, a lot of po- lot of comics. Yeah. Lately, so. Very cool. That's been good. Yeah. Yeah. Get back into reading. Yeah. So, I thought we would do something stupid and fun today. I'm up for it. And it may be dumb, and it may not work, but God damn it, we're gonna give it a try. <laughs> so, this is the inaugural, the initial, the beginning of a movement that is the battle of the. Mummies! <laughs> I never know how loud to get because I don't want to blow out right, yeah. speakers. So, this, I just came up with a, a few mommies mm-hmm. and a few mommy-related things. Okay. And we're going to rank them. Okay. And see which one is the mommy. All right. I like yeah. this. And, of course, what is ranking without specific criteria? Right. And I want to make this as scientific as possible while simultaneously making it very not scientific and very stupid. Okay. So, here is our criteria. Uh, number one, is this mommy a nurturing mommy? Is she going to kiss her boo-boos? You know, is mm-hmm. she going to hold you tight during thunderstorms? Is, is she going to just... Will her bosom be open for you to lay your head upon <laughs> when times are rough? Got and it. Okay. And you know what? We're going to do all these, let's say, a one, one to ten. Okay. I think that's going to be good. Uh, so, first... Does that mommy nurture? Nurture. Number two, does that mommy defend her babies? Sure, she can nurture. But when push comes to shove, is she going to stand up for her kids? Is she going to become a tiger mom? Mm-hmm. And I didn't put Tiger Woods mom on this because I don't really know much about her. Yeah. She was the, either. like, I think tiger mom came out when, like, people found out about her. And is that racist? Tiger mom? What? Yeah, they called her a tiger mom. Because it's, like, a real fierce mom that, like, defends her young. I have but no I idea also, about but this. But I also believe Tiger Woods' mom is of Asian descent. But I don't think Asian, tigers are necessarily Asian. Doesn't I matter. Don't know. So, anyways, uh, we need a, a a mommy that'll get into a scrap for her babies. Okay. Uh, nurture, s- defend. What nurture, else? defend. How emotionally available is this mommy? Hmm. You know, if if her kids need a talking to, 
about the birds and the bees or about some kids being mean? Is she going to really open up to them and let them open up? Mm-hmm. You know, being emotionally available isn't just about you opening up by yourself. It's letting people right, give right. that energy back to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got nurture. We got defend. We got emotional availability. Yeah. Uh, you know, this one's a little redundant, but uh, is this one tough mommy? You know, is... Isn't that kind of the same thing with Defender? I don't think so, because I think, you know, if if somebody's somebody says, you know, I would raise my kids this way, or is she going to break down and be like, am I a bad mother? Or is she going to rise up and be like, you know, fuck you, my kids are great, and I'm doing a great job raising them. <laughs> so you got to have that internal toughness as well as the ability to stand up for your babies. Okay. Yeah. I just made that up, and it makes sense to me, so we're going okay. with it. So nurture, defense, emotional, toughness. And last one, did you fuck that mommy? Oh, my God. How hot's that mommy? It's, <laughs> guys, it's MILF month. I don't that know what true. to tell you. All right. Can mommy get it? Okay. Okay. So, first one's up. This will be no surprise to you, baby. Actually, guess. Who's the first mommy? Oh, you're, are you going to give me any clue whatsoever? Uh, I've got a slight sexual fascination with this mommy. Oh, gosh. And she's animated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Mrs. Invincible. What's her name? No, but that, oh, that's a good one. You didn't put her no, down? No, no, I can add her. Oh, we'll my We'll see how this gosh. goes. Maybe I'll add her. All right, now uh, I'm curious. Miss Incredible. Miss Incredible. Incre- what is it? Elastigirl. Elastigirl. Yeah. And, yep, Incredible. Sorry, yeah. not Invincible. No, Marge Simpson. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't surprise me. You've yes. told me this multiple yes. times. So... Marge Simpson. On a scale of 1 to 10, how nurturing is Marge Simpson? Oh, 10. Yeah. Totally. And on some of these, I'm going to give some context, give some information about these mommies. We both know who Marge Simpson is. Odds are you have a decent idea of who Marge Simpson is. Right. So you're going to give Marge a 10. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. Defense. Mm, I, I could see the claws coming out if yeah. someone were to come after her kids. Yeah, not to color anything, but I think Marge Simpson's kind of a ringer. I think yeah. I should have. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I feel like I should have left her off because be... she's too good a mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, easy. Ten. Ten again? Ooh, yeah, well, yeah. come on. All right. Uh, emotional availability. Ten. This is a. This I mean, do you disagree? No, you're totally right. I just you know. realized how stupid it was to put Marge Simpson on this list. <laughs> it's not even fair. She might just win, yeah. Is this one tough mommy? Yes. She has her moments, but I also think that she's had doubt in her past, and she's let other people influence her. There was that episode yeah. where she got in with the pretty ladies because she had the nice dress, and she kept altering it, and she and let it impact her. And she's kind of a pushover. She, she definitely can be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that one we'd probably have to dock her a couple points. Got, I mean, I, like I would seven, think so. Like seven, maybe? Seven? Go with seven. All right. Okay. I like that. <laughs> what kind of milk points she got? Oh, gosh. I feel like if I give her less than ten, you're going to I will storm me. out. <laughs> no. Podcast no. is done. No, whatever you think. I mean, of course, her, her this could okay. be problematic, but her pigmentation is not what we would say as normal as a human race. Same thing with her hair being so crazy. I, because, okay, I think it depends sexy. on... This is based well, on your criteria. 
And you don't have to explain it, or you can explain it all you want. Because the way that she is in almost every episode is very much just like, oh, I'm just a mom, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But then the, the episodes where they, like, sexify her, or, you know, like, her hair's down. Or yeah, she's that just, episode like, where she little... got, like, breast implants by accident? Yeah. So I just... don't watch that every night, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so knowing where if you know when she puts in effort to like look real sexy, mm-hmm. um, it's, I mean she's a ten. Yeah, but of course that's not her default state or go-to state. Even she's usually busy with raising and. True. If I'm looking at her just like every other episode. Yeah. Seven. Okay. I'd okay. say seven. Fair enough. I'm gonna scream at you in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next up. Okay, so, uh, you know what? She has got a total score of uh, 10, 20, 30, 44. Okay. Big score for Marge. Yeah. But you know what? I think we're going to break it down to like the top three, and it's going to be totally subjective. Mm, yeah, that's true. And I still think she's going to win, because it's Marge Simpson. <laughs> next is Mama from the film Mama. Uh, you gotta remind me, Mama. Mama is the one where uh, these two little girls, uh, they get stranded in the woods. I believe their dad is gonna kill them, and then this like this uh, spiritual extraterrestrial creature, almost ghost, saves them, and they are found living in a house years later. Um, what, oh, she's the, like the youngest is kind of like. A... Cave Almost child. like a feral child, yeah. The older one, she was like maybe four or five when she was abandoned, so she still has some connection to like Do you civilization. See them all? Do you yeah, see towards them? the end. Yeah. She was like, was she scared? I don't remember what she was like. I mean, of course like. she was scary. Oh man, I you gotta look, look her up? up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, quick synopsis in this movie. I kind of broke down a good chunk of it, um, but uh, this. Uh, uh, the girls, when they're found in the living in that cabin in the woods, they are taken in by their uncle, um, and uh, it's it's played as the played by the same actor, the guy that played uh, what uh, one of the Lannisters, the sexy Lannister uh, from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's playing the dad who almost kills them, and he's playing the uncle, um, and of course I don't remember the. Uh, the, the female lead who is her like girlfriend or fiance or maybe wife they don't really yeah. want to have kids but of course they take in these girls and the older girl like I said she still kind of remembers what it's like to live with a family so she kind of starts to warm up to the mom but the young daughter is completely feral she was a infant when she was abandoned so all she oh, knows right. is mama and surviving in the wild um, okay, they don't really show her as like a regular person. Like she's no, kind no, of no. a scary looking thing. Yeah, they show her as the the entity, Mama. Okay, I'll. Uh, I don't know if I re- really remember the movie or how she was, but I'll I'll do my best. Okay, uh, so nurturing. She's uh, pretty nurturing. Yeah, I mean she yeah. keeps an infant alive. I yeah. believe feeds him berries and stuff. That's pretty impressive. I mean, nurture, yeah, I mean, she cares about him and yeah. stuff, so ten, I think. Ten, okay. Although, uh, I'm going to get, well. You can change any time. Mm, I'll do eight. Going eight, okay. I'm going to go eight, because I feel like, I mean, she's nurturing, 
but her form of nurture is not doing anything for the girls. Like, they're not, like, out there being social. Like, they're very, yeah, yeah. you know. She, yeah. I got you. You know I what I mean? You. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, uh, defense. She going to defend those babies? Oh, 100%. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah. That's a 10. Yeah. Oh, I did something. It doesn't matter. She and is going after anybody. Did nurture at an eight. Just trying to find her babies. Okay. Emotional availability? Uh, it's not really there from what I remember. I don't think so either. I think she's kind of a obsessed wraithish character. I'd say zero. One, or do we can one we do one? Ten. All right, one. one, one, one. Going one, okay. Granted we didn't know what kind of conversations they had, but you know what? We can only go with what the movie tells us. Well, I feel like she didn't really have conversations. It was all just noise coming out of her mouth. Yeah, but I think the baby knew what she was saying. I don't know. Eh. I'm doing some work for the movie there. Uh, this one tough mommy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, she really doesn't care what happens to her. She just goes after the anybody who's trying to take her kiddos. Yep. So, t- 10 on that one. Ten. Fantastic. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> and the most important question, can this mommy get it? That's gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> negative 20 now come on we obviously it's a one a, okay okay i'm just saying it's maybe in her prime she probably is a little different yeah but she's she's kind of crazy we, we don't know what she was like and back in the day but we can only go by the mama that we are presented with yeah she's very scary looking yeah totally but some people are into that i just didn't know if you were she looked like the mom of uh the girl from the ring coming oh, out you had the long yeah. stringy hair yeah, maybe her aunt or something. And creepy, like, devil fate. I don't know. Her no, aunt. <laughs> uh, next mama, Mother Teresa. Oh. Yes. So how nurturing is Mother Teresa? I mean, I don't know her personally, but I would assume that she's pretty nurturing. So I'm going to give her a 10. Through her acts and Through whatnot, her, yeah. of course. Yeah. Defense. Uh, well, that's got to be... I, well... I mean, she's not a violent woman. Yeah, but I don't think defense necessarily has to be fisticuffs. Yeah. In her role as a, I believe, now a saint. You can only be sainted after you die, I think. I don't know much about Catholicism. I would say... But I'm sure she did a lot of stuff to help out children to right. keep them safe, I would guess. We don't know much about Mother Teresa. Yeah, we really don't. <laughs> no. Uh, just what people tell us. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, five? Five, okay. Yeah, we'll give her a five. Yeah. She did some things, but she, as far as we know, she never threw hands. So. Right. Emotional availability? Oh, ten. You think ten? I would think so, okay. yeah. I like that. I like that. What did T stand for? Wait, what? I'll scroll up. Tough. This is a tough mommy? Oh, <laughs> Um, I forgot what my criteria was. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, tough mommy. I again, I don't really know. This is. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Or is it? I mean, oh you boy, uh, she lived a long life. That's not necessarily a total uh, assessment of toughness, but I th- I think she probably, you know, had to had to get through some stuff. Yeah. Um, had to had to had to be a survivor and. Uh, um, she probably had to overcome some obstacles in her day right. to be the giving person that she was and the selfless person that she was. So maybe, maybe eight? 
Sure. Sure. So I didn't oh. know if this was like a partner thing where we get to choose no, together or if it's just me. Okay. Uh, it's it's totally flexible. Okay. Oh, quick question. Uh, would you fuck Mother Teresa? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a bad question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, granted, she's a saint, but I don't, I feel like I don't whatever think it's sacrilege give, to say that. Hey, like, Catholics, get at us. Is that sacrilege <laughs> to ask if somebody would fuck Mother Teresa? Oh, my God. Like, I feel like no matter what answer I give, it's going to sound wrong. Huh. Okay. You know? Deal with that how you will. <laughs> I'm not helping you on this one. Uh, mm, mm. Two. Get and give her two. Okay. Okay. Wow. Two. Catholics <laughs> what would you not, give her? I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. And you know what? I realize I'm not going to give the scores. Till the end. Yeah. So I got to calculate mamas real quick because I'm okay. bad at math. Interesting. Interesting. Wonder what our son is doing. Do we want to take a kid break and check on him? Yeah, why not? Okay, quick kid break. We will be right back. And we're back ranking our mommies. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. All right, next up we have Mamma Mia, the extremely popular Broadway show. Right, right, right. Made into a movie that I've seen that you really like, that your mom yeah. loves, that everyone's mom loves. I mean, come on. One it's would. Abba. Meryl Streep. What's her name? Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. There it is. Pierce Brosnan. The list goes on. And ABBA, of course. Yeah. The incomparable ABBA. Mm-hmm. Mama Mia, here I go. Okay. Asking you Meryl these Street. questions. Got it. Meryl Streep. Well. It, well, her character. In, I, I, oh, I'm i okay. not going to give you criteria. I'm just going to say Mama Mia. Oh. Okay. All right. Mama Mia. I'm still going to go with Meryl Streep. Okay. Well, hey, you know what? <laughs> it's your quiz. However you feel. Uh, nurturing. Is Mama Mia nurturing? Oh, yes. Go big. Go small. Go broad. Go narrow. However you want to think know. of Mama Mia. As a nurturing or not nurturing entity. I mean, I'm going to say very nurturing. How so? Tell me more about because... that. <laughs> I'm a great interviewer. Talk to me about that. Um, well, because she seems to have a very uh, strong relationship with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... The titular Mama Mia. I'm pretty sure that's the character's name. What? Meryl Streep, her character. So yeah. That's Mama Mia, right? No. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure her name is Mama Mia. No, it's not. Okay, fine. Stop well, it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Shall I look it up right now? Oh, you've got to look it up. You're I, just going to tell me to. no without looking it up. Well, her yeah. name's for sure Mama Mia. No, it's I not. I don't know why you're wasting our listeners' time <laughs> looking up something that is a foregone conclusion. I, I mean, I'm curious what her name was, though, because yeah, sure. I completely forgot. Donna. It's Don- of course it's hey, Donna. rhymes with Mama. So I'm pretty close. There you go. <laughs> so with Donna, yeah, no, she has a very close relationship with her daughter, uh-huh. uh, almost to the point of like clinging to that relationship. Hmm. Like it's kind of more of an unhealthy. So nurturing, yes. Yeah, can you be too nurturing? Or, right. Or I guess just, yeah, is that purely nurturing, or is there something else there? You gotta wonder. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give her an eight because I'm gonna it. dock her a couple points for being too clingy. Love it. That's great. All right, defense. She defending those babies. Well, is the musical Mamma Mia defending its babies? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. How so? I'm trying to remember a, a time that she's like. Sorry, I keep playing. It's, o- with it's you. okay. 
Um, I mean, I know that she she has the the defense in her. So if anything were to like cross her daughter Sophie, uh-huh. she'd be all about like uh-huh. attacking you. Why you keep giving me weird looks over no, here? No, I'm, I'm taking in your <laughs> your uh, your line of reasoning. Um. Yeah, I mean, she's sorry, Len Gillian. She's a whiner. I mean, because, well, okay, Donna is a very headstrong person, and she's not a pushover. She's very much the opposite, whatever that word is. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I'm going to give her a 10 on that. 10, great. Yeah. All right. Uh, how emotionally available is Mamma Mia? She's very emotional, emotionally available. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of good conversations with her daughter. She's very close to her. Okay. Um, okay. And her, like, best friend, she tends to open up to them very, like, to the people who she loves and she's close to, she kind of, like, spews everything in her life. I will say this. Yeah. Since you seem to be basing it strictly on Donna. The, the titular Mamma Mia. Yes. I'm calling her Mamma Mia stuff. Okay. Um, is she emotionally available with everyone in this play? I mean, not everybody. Mm. Clearly, the guys. Mm. She's not. <laughs> okay. So I, I, pro- we'd probably have to take. I, I didn't mean right. to sway. Just no. Nope, that's yeah. I mean, well, let's give her an eight for that one. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. You're so good at this game. <laughs> I love that you're, you're guiding me to my answer. I, sorry, I don't mean to. <laughs> just when you're saying that she's emotionally available to. But that's everyone, true because like, then she's closed off to the guys because she doesn't yeah. want to like, get close to them or. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is this one tough, mommy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yes and no, because they tend to like crack her hard shell at the end. So I'm gonna give her a nine for that. Okay, great. You having relations with Mama Mia? Yes. Sexual intercourse with this play? I would totally. Yeah. Okay. I give her a nine. Nine, love it. Fantastic stuff. I'm going to make one last minute addition. Oh boy. Mama Cass. Mama Cass is the singer from the Mamas and the Papas. I'm going to bring up some information on her. Mama Cass Elliot. Bring it up for Wikipedia real quick. Uh, Cass Elliot. Better known as Mama Cass was an American singer and actress who is best known for having been a member of the Mamas and the Papas. After the group broke up, she released five solo albums. In 1998, she was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for her work with the Mamas and the Papas. I remember as a kid, I heard uh, that she she died from choking on a sandwich, which oh. I think might just be an offensive like rumor um, I'm... because she was a larger woman. Uh, so let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that night, uh, Mama Cass Elliot, age 32, died in her sleep at the London flat where she was staying. According to forensic pathologist Keith Simpson, who conducted her autopsy, her death was due to heart failure. Oh. There was left-sided heart failure, he wrote. Uh, she had a heart attack, which developed rapidly. A drug screen that was part of the forensic autopsy revealed there were no drugs in her system. Uh, Elliot died in flat 12, yada, yada, yada. So uh, that was purely so I could 
disrupt the or, or, or disprove the rumor that she died choking on a sandwich. That's very sad yeah, and hurtful to yeah. her legacy. Yeah. And I I don't know who this person is. I've never heard of her. Okay. So I'm not going to know anything about her. That is okay. You are still taking this test. <laughs> How nurturing is Mama Cass? Okay. Um, Mama Cass, she's 32. She's a singer. I'm going to say she's pretty nurturing. I'm just going to like create uh-huh. this Mama Cass in my mind. Create your own Mama Cass. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give her an 8. Great. Yep. Purely off of everything I know about her. Yep. How is Mama Cass's defense? She don't take shit from nobody. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She's kind of a hard ass. She's nurturing when she likes you. Yeah. You know? She she was an incredibly successful musician. I don't think you necessarily can get there with being a pushover. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, let's give her a nine on that one, too. Great. How emotionally available was Mama Cass? I feel like... Because of her toughness, I'm going to give her a six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I feel like she had to be a boss. Mm-hmm. And in that, she didn't really, she had to keep her guard up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you said toughness. Yeah. How tough is Mama Cass? Uh, I'd say an eight. Going eight. Yeah. yeah. All right. Would you have intercourse with Mama Cass? Before she passed, of course. Um, I really didn't need to clarify that. Yeah, you did. That was kind of... <laughs> Sorry. Apologies. Um, yes. Okay. Again, I didn't... Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a seven on that one. Seven. That's fantastic. All right. And just so you guys don't have to hear me do math in my head, I'm going to go ahead and add these up later now we are talking about mother earth aka mother gaia aka mm. our provider yep. whom we should nurture yep as well as she nurtures us so mother earth nurturing absolutely mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. love it come on how's her defense oh i feel like that's a complicated I, question it is talking about mother earth I mean, I'm going to go with probably an eight. An eight? Yeah, I Great. mean. Great. And this is where my, my brain goes Yeah, to. please. So, you know, you know, like last summer, there was all those fires up in the mountains, right? Um, and then I feel like for some reason, every time that there's, hi, Gil. Um, every time that there's like a massive fire like that, eventually there's this like downpour and she tends to like heal herself with a bunch of rain. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and then sometimes that turns into flooding, and it's kind of like, it's a lesson on us. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to flood your houses and flood your mm-hmm. town, so you're a little bit smarter with your cigarette butts or whatever. You know, like, that's where my mind is going. Yeah, absolutely. Teaching us a lesson, right? Yeah, because um, yeah, she can be pretty pretty nasty. Can be tough. She can be tough. Yeah. Nobody doubts. So, what did I say? I said eight, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, how emotionally available is Mother Earth? I don't know how to rate that. Yeah. You're still going to have to. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> emotional. Emotionally available. Uh, I mean, I think that she's pretty available. 
Yeah, I'm going to give her a 10 out of 10. You got to tell me about okay. that. Because I was on a whole nother, oh, whole nother I, level there, so please. Emotionally available, right? Okay. okay. My brain goes that everything around us in nature and, and you know, earth is all connected. Mm-hmm. So she's emotionally available to these different energies mm. connecting, right? Yeah. So that's, I feel like, because of that, I mean, because so many people are into, like, um, you know, different gems or rocks that uh, give off certain energy and mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of other um, oh sure but we're not examples but you know what I mean yeah absolutely that create and she's got to be available to give that to people mm-hmm. and to take it too fantastic you know I yeah know. does this make sense am I just no it does and I like that I thought that I think that's kind of a, a a path that I wasn't even thinking about. Yeah. But I think it's a valid path. Yeah. Like I mean, everything, and everything's I connected. You. Yeah, totally. How tough is Mother Earth? She's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's pretty indestructible. She's pretty tough. She's pretty tough. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's give her a 10 on that one. 10. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Would you have intimate relations Relations with the Mother Earth. That's another question. I don't know how to answer, but I I'll do my best. Um, intimate relations. There's a. Can I have a quick tangent? Yeah. There's a. a I can't remember the comedic actor's name, um, but he did this character on Comedy Bang Bang, where he was like a, a poet laureate of the West. He was like this cowboy poet. And a lot of his poems had to deal with digging a hole in the ground so that he could have sex with it. That's weird. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, I wish I remember that character's name. Gross. Oh, that actor. Darn it. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's, he's phenomenal. Anyways. I would not do that. Yeah. Physically, I would not. You know, friction's okay, but sometimes there's too much friction. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when it comes to... Okay. So intimate relations to me doesn't necessarily have to be physical, sure, right? Sure. Um, so I'm gonna say ten out of ten on that one, because my intimate relations with Mother Earth, which is also part of the universe, I ask her for things and mm. she delivers. You know. Okay. Fantastic. It's a very hippie answer, but I hey, I really dig it. So that's all right. Yo, mama jokes. How nurturing are they? <laughs> oh, not at all. One. <laughs> One. All right. Come on. I, I feel like this might be the uh, the last place. <laughs> Defensive. How's the defense on Yo Mama jokes? Oh, they don't have any defense. Okay. Right. Uh, keep talking. I mean, you you Tell I feel like that. you'd still Yo Mama jokes. I feel like the defensive. I feel like a defensive Yo Mama joke is just a better Yo Mama joke. If yeah. somebody comes out with you with a yo mama joke, you've got to you've got to escalate and step up yeah. with another yo mama joke, therefore hurting they mama. So so the cycle of violence is that defense? Is that offense? Is there a difference? That's a really good question. Thank you. That's a deep question. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with seven. Seven. Because that that makes sense to me. We are getting so deep this episode. We're definitely submitting <laughs> this for a Webby or whatever oh podcast words are. Emotionally available. Um, no. Yeah. One. I feel like they're putting walls up. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. 
Uh, tough. How tough are your mama jokes? Some of them can be pretty tough. Oh, for sure. You know? I'll go with uh, eight. Eight. Love it. Another weird question. Oh, God. Would you have sex with uh, your mama jokes? Nope. One. No, not interested. Nope. Love it. Your conviction. <laughs> you knew. Oops, sorry. You're confident. I love that. All right. The song, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. How nurturing is that song? <laughs> I love that we went from people to just, like, things. I'm just grabbing. Everything. Don't look at my list. You looked at my list. <laughs> I didn't read oh, it. How dare you. <laughs> I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Ah, uh, nurturing. Kissing Santa Claus. Uh, there's really no nurture there. Okay. I mean, granted, Santa Claus is like their dad, but yeah, I mean, one would hope, right? One would hope. Um. Or Michael Jackson saw mommy cheating on daddy with Santa Claus. With the immortal being that is Santa Claus. I'll, I'll go with a three. Three. Great. Yeah. Defensive. How much defense does I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus have? Oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of the words of this song. <laughs> um, kissing, kissing, Santa Claus. I can only think of the Jackson 5 version. Defense. Uh, I, I mean, to me, it doesn't really have any. Okay. So, one. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to like go into depth here, but I can't really. Emotional availability. Um. I mean, eight. Great. Do Do you want to talk about that at all, or are you just going gut? I'm just gonna go with gut. You got it. You know. Don't look inside a Trojan horse's mouth because it's got Trojans, as the saying goes. Toughness. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's not really a toughness type of song, really. Sure, sure. It's no I Don't Want No Scrubs by TLC. Right? Yeah. A one. Okay, great. Would you have sex with the song I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus? You know, mm. I, I, I want you to, I want this to be your list, but I think it's kind of a sexy song. A little bit of a sexy song. It doesn't make it better that the Jackson 5 are singing it, which most of them are children. But if but, but other like, people have sung yeah, this if song, like a though. Mariah Carey singing it in the '90s and late '90s, that's a sexy song. Uh, yeah, please. I mean, I oh, get that. Our dog farted. Oh, <laughs> She's oh. had really bad gas. I don't know why. No, I, we haven't changed her food, to my knowledge. No, she's been on it for quite a long time, but for some reason, so gross. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Three. Three. I'm just going to stick with a three. Fantastic. Yeah, Gil, we're talking about you, honey. All right. Now she's annoyed and she's wagging her tail. <laughs> so we know baby shark. We know daddy shark. Oh, but what yep. about that mommy shark? Mama shark, do do mommy shark. Nurturing. Um, How nurturing is that mommy shark? I mean, I imagine she's pretty nurturing. Yeah, I think so, I'll, too. I'll give her a nine. I don't think baby shark... You know, that's a question. Who's singing this song? Is it Baby Shark singing the song? No, because they go over Baby Shark. So it's just a, a, a third-party observer yeah. singing about these sharks. Yes. Great. 
You guys thought you forgot about Baby Shark's song. I'm bringing it back, to, baby. Yeah, we had to bring it back. Yeah. Uh, defense. How's the defense on that shark? On that mama shark? I mean, shark? It's, she's a shark. She's a shark. I'm going to give her a 10. Fantastic. Love it. I mean, the teeth alone. Yep. They gonna get Emotional you. availability of the mommy shark. I... Because it's a kid song, I imagine that, imagine that her emotional availability is like a seven. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Toughness of the mommy shark. I mean, ten. Great. Great. Right? Yeah. Totally. Maybe I'm stereotyping sharks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, she could be a vegetarian, for this, all I know. This tells you that we know nothing of Mama Cass. We're not oceanographers. We no. don't know a lot of stuff about a lot of things. Right, stereotypically. Yep. Uh, and uh, would you have sex with that mommy shark? No. Okay. One. One. Perfect. All right. And what's this? What's that? What's that I hear? Oh, what is this? What's... Oh, my God. Is that Gilly's music? That's Gilly coming down the ramp. Gilly's a last-minute entrant into this competition, into the, the, the great mommy fight. I don't remember what I called you this. You added Gilly to the list. I added Gilly. I Gil- mean, she she has had puppies. Yes. We, before we got her. When we adopted her, they are like, yeah, she probably had a litter. Like, pretty recent when we got her, because she's still Oh, uh, yeah, they were hanging was, a little bit, weren't they? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep, so. She was a little loosey-goosey in the, <laughs> the breast and the coochie. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't... I don't remember her sex organs. Because her, her nipples are way bigger than they are now. Yeah. I really don't remember yeah, that. They've, they've shrunk down. Yeah. I mean, it helped that we got her those surgeries, the, the plastic surgery that she was, she <laughs> totally. kept howling about. I know. Yeah. Yeah. She's very into her looks. She is, you know, but hey, whatever you got to do to feel sexy, in don't my opinion. Don't tell her this, but she has a little gut. <laughs> she does. It's really uh, lack of her exercise. Her tail started wagging there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, how nurturing is Mama Gilly? Oh. I mean, it's kind of sad because she wasn't with her puppies when they got her. So it makes me think: like, did she leave the puppies? Did they take her puppies? Yeah. I would imagine that she'd be pretty nurturing. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say probably an eight. Eight. Okay. Sounds like we might have a kid break here. Yeah, this is the last entrance. We're going to try and get through it. Cash, hold on one second. We're going to get through this, and then we're going to get you in here. Um, defense. Oh, yeah. She's pretty defensive. Yes, she can be. <laughs> yeah, she's got a bit of a food issue. Yeah, she does. I mean, I'll probably give her an eight just for that. Yeah, yeah. She gets mad when you try and take her food away. Yeah. Well, granted, Cash is food away from her. Yeah, when she steals food, yes. Yeah. Emotional availability. Um, I mean, she doesn't cuddle a lot. She gets up on her bed every night, though, but she's not really cuddling. She's just getting comfy. I'd say a six. Okay. You know? Toughness. Uh, I'd say a seven. Seven. You know, when she's around other dogs and they start getting a little crazy and, like, wanting to play, yeah. she she howls at them. Like, yeah, knock yeah. it off. Howls at them pretty good. Um, oh. I didn't want to ask this question. I didn't think about that when I added this. I'm going to give it to you a, a one. One. Perfect. We yep. don't even have to talk about it. All right. <laughs> we are going to pause so I can do some basic addition, and then we will be back, and it'll be the top three mommy fight. Yeah. The results are in. We have ranked these mommies. I'm excited to see. Yes. So, 
start off with number 10. Okay. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. With 16 points. It's hard to rate a song. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, especially one we only hear once a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, multiple yeah. times really that one time. Right. Uh, surprisingly, number nine, Yo Mama Jokes. I thought for sure that mm. was going to be dead last. But uh, I guess the toughness and the defense. Yeah. Got into that nine spot. Uh, we have got a tie for the eight spot and seven spot. Okay. Uh, Gilly and Mama from the movie Mama tied <laughs> at 30 points. <laughs> Boy, that's wow. that says a lot about how you feel about Gilly. Oh, sorry, Gil. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, she's looking at me like, yeah. how dare you? Yeah. I love you. Love you. <laughs> There's a wag. Coming in at a strong number six is the holy Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. Number five, getting to the top five room here. Our son's in the room, and he's making noise. <laughs> no, like, no, no, I'm not. Just don't touch. Yeah. Okay. Number five, Mommy Shark. Ooh. Mommy Shark beat out Mother Teresa. Oh no, yeah. I feel bad now. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Mommy <laughs> Shark. Yep. That Mommy Shark kiddo. Number four, that's gonna go to Mama Cass. Okay. I double checked my math on these because I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a weird woman lineup. you don't really know. Yeah. Beat out Mother Teresa. Well, I guess you didn't really know her either. I don't know either one, really. Could anybody really know Mother Teresa? Because, I mean, of course she's so like a saint, but... So mysterious. I mean, I feel like when we have a job to do, that's yeah. a different version of who we are personally, that's you fair. know? That's fair. Maybe she's probably even more glorious, like, as, you know, as a person. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure this list means jack shit to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... There is a tie. So we're now in the top three. Top three, we're going to kind of resort, but I do want to show how they ranked. Okay. So coming in at the three and two spot, there's a tie between Mamma Mia and Marge Simpson. Oh, okay. That means number one spot is Mother Earth. All right. So I need you to tell me your personal top three, Mother Earth, Marge Simpson, Mamma Mia. Um, I'd say in that order. Uh, Mother Earth being number one? Yes. And Mother then Marge. Earth, Marge, Mamma Mia. And then Donna. Wow. You know, I thought Mar- I thought uh, Mamma Mia would beat out Marge Simpson. Mm, maybe because I have a history with Marge, That's, you know? Yeah. I, we're, we're, she has raised me since I was little. <laughs> we are 90s kids, I guess. Right? Like, I, I watched a lot of Simpsons when yeah. I was younger. We should watch more. We should. Yeah, that should be our nighttime, sleepy time. Yeah. Watch some Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This was a massive success. Yeah. We did such a good job, and yeah. you're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great job, honey. Oh, thanks. You ranked those mommies hard. Got it, you know? Yep. I did my best. You did great. Thanks. You did a wonderful job. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for... The primary Life Well Spent podcast. We are going to say goodbye to everybody unless you want to hear us talk about Army of the Dead. The Zack Snyder movie that came out on Netflix. Yeah, we're going to talk full of spoilers and how we felt about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to give you a hint. 
I'm not. Unless you hang out after we say goodbye, you have no idea what I thought about it. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you. No. I'm, if you're gonna, if you're coming up to me on the street saying, "Hey, Gary, what do you think of Army of the Dead?" Like, you better like, comment, and subscribe, or <laughs> rate and review and subscribe. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us. This was fun. This was a fun one. This was a, that was really good. Uh, subject. This, this might be the least research I've ever done. I just thought it's of still mamas. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you guys for joining us. Like Mother Teresa said, may you have a blessed week. Does she say that? For, I assume she says that. Four twenty blaze it. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you all so much. Have a fantastic week. We love we you love very you. much. Yep. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. So. You're here with us. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you with the details of the Army of the Dead. I wanna tell you what I thought about it. Go for it. It was like a little less than fine. Yeah. Like mostly fine, but there's some glaring issues that really took me out of the movie, which is the greatest sin I think a movie can commit, is when you just like you you totally forget about what's going on the screen and you're thinking, What were the writers doing? Right. That's what, what was, like, movie. a moment in the movie for you that did that? So, the big moment for me was, uh, so the main characters have gotten into Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, they are uh, working on getting the vault open, or may, I think they had just gotten the vault open. Mm-hmm. And so, the, our main character, Dave Bautista, whatever his character's name is, I don't really care. Right. Um, he, uh, when he first starts recruiting, he first recruits an old friend of his, a, a, fem- a lady that's working at an auto parts store. And they have a really nice relationship. Like, it's... This movie, all the characters are so skin deep and, and just... There's not a lot to them. Right. And so they're kind of getting ready to uh, start moving this money out. And all of a sudden, the, the girl comes up and she's like, You know, I didn't do this for the money. I did this to get back with you. And he's like, Oh, I thought I messed that up a long time ago. And you and I both kind of looked at we're, each other like, yeah, where did this come what, from? Yeah, there was absolutely no indication that there was anything more than platonic love between these two characters. Right. If that, like there was, her saying that she would be in it for the money, like they didn't never went over like, uh, yeah. oh, they had a past. Nothing. Or nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no. It, yeah. And the only thing that we've really heard about is Dave Bautista having to kill his wife because she turned into a zombie. Yeah. So there's almost less than nothing about this female character. Right. This 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 friend, bank robber character, and uh, and then she's immediately killed off by zombies. Yeah. So yeah, Amber and I were talking. It's like that had to have been like maybe they got notes, or maybe they screened it, and people are like, you know, I didn't care about any of these characters. So then they just did a quick rewrite to add in a scene to try and give some stakes to their relationship so that when she dies there was impact because if they didn't have that when she died like when most every character died in that movie i didn't really care yeah you really didn't no no because i don't even think she really had much leading up to that either though yeah was there anybody you were rooting for uh i mean probably the the girl that wanted to find the mom Oh, yeah, uh, Dave Bautista's daughter. Yes. Yeah, she probably had... I don't even know if she had an arc, necessarily. Nobody really had an arc, per se, but at least she had a altruistic goal, so you could kind of root for that. Yeah. Um, Dave Bautista, I kind of rooted for, I guess, just because I like Dave, Dave Bautista. Right. 
He did yeah. a pretty good job. The whole time I'm thinking, like, I kind of wish I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Watching him do Drax. Right, yeah. Because, boy, there was job. not... They, they tried to go for comedy. There was yeah. not a lick of comedy in this movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. The German safecracker... He tried. I'm sure he's a very funny guy. Mm-hmm. Man, he had nothing. Tig, I liked Tig's. Tig, I got character. maybe one chortle out of. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie did Tig real dirty too. They they did my girl Tig bad because I feel like some of the lines she said, I'm like, Tig could have punched that up. Yeah. I think Tig would have punched that up and made it a lot better. But and this is her probably... first like debut film, right? Or like. I mean, as far as an a-, a big action movie, yeah, I think she's been another. Has she? Yeah, not, I mean, nothing I'm too familiar with, but I can pull huh. up her IMDb real quick. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I, I talked about how I'm not, the, I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan in the yeah. world. But I will say, I think that Zack Snyder does a pretty good job when he is dealing with source material. Mm. Like uh, uh, the, the Batman v Superman, Justice League, like... You know, I have issues with them, mm-hmm. but I at least think that he tries to either stay really true to the character or try something unique with the character. Um, when he's just going on his own with his own characters, I think he just does he doesn't do a good job. Yeah, like it was this. I'm thinking of this and um, oh, uh, Sucker Punch. Oh, that was the Zack Snyder film? Yeah, that was like his passion project. And oh. yeah, again, paper-thin characters. At least this one didn't have, like, overt sexualization of, of female characters. That's true, Had yeah. that going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was... I, I think that's that's the issue going on here. Is just that maybe he doesn't... He doesn't know how to write well-rounded characters unless there's, like, a decent amount of backstory already in laid or... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, you know, 300, of course, that's based off a comic book. Yeah. Um, and, he, and, uh, what's the... The Watchmen. The Watchmen, oh. I thought, was pretty serviceable. Pretty good. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd call that a pretty good movie. Um, and, but of course, he's, he's, again, source material he's got to rely on. Um... It was interesting the different take of uh, zombies that they created in this movie. I, I also wasn't really a fan of this movie either, but um, yeah, I'm sorry, I really went off there. Please, <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell me. Uh, yeah, I wasn't uh, a big fan of this movie. I thought it was, I mean, it was different, but not a good different. And yeah, some of the writing wasn't. It sounded kind of cheesy with some of the lines mm-hmm. and like predictable and a lot of those lines landed flat for me. Yeah, yeah. you know, but. I don't know. I mean, I think it's it'd be interesting to tell people like it's worth a watch so mm-hmm. you can decide for yourself, but at the same time I think a lot of people are going to be really disappointed in this movie. I yeah, I just don't know if this is even worth a watch, yeah. frankly. I mean, granted it's on Netflix, so it's not like you got to go out and you got to spend a ticket to go to a theater or you got to rent it off Disney or get it off like the Disney's premium service that's 30 bucks mm-hmm. like it's already in there it's not behind any additional paywalls behind just subscribing to Netflix or if you're stealing a family member's account um, and I mean I guess in that case it's worth watching right maybe a hangover movie because there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes that drag for me especially the yeah. first the first part of it mm-hmm. like really it takes its goddamn time. Um, I mean, but the uh, 
the like antagonist guy, his death scene, that that was pretty like he had it coming, you know. Which which antagonist guy? Uh, the one that cut the zombie. Queen's oh head yeah, off. with the tiger. Yeah, I mean that was cool. Dave Bautista had one good scene of him running through the uh, casino, and there was like a zombie that jumped over him, and he like shot it in midair. Cool. It's like finally like. Like, We're getting to yeah. some decent action. Yeah. This movie is bereft of action. Which is funny because it's the army of the zombies. Yeah, army of the dead. And there's like, just, it's so, people talk so much in the Zack Snyder zombie movie. And, you know, I, you saying that it was interesting that they did something different with the zombies. Yeah. I th- I do like that it wasn't just straight up zombies, but I don't think they did anything interesting with the alphas. I think they not just interesting ha- at all. No, I mean that's the first time I've seen like a king and queen zombie. Yeah, they're you know they don't, leaders. Yeah, they don't really get into the society of like the society that they have created. They don't do any world building there. That no. you're just told that there's some smart ones in there. And they and, you and when you're this... bit by him, you turn into a smart one, uh, uh, another alpha. Yeah. It's like that's not, or maybe not an alpha, but a whatever, a quicker one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and but then at the end, it just evolves into zombies that we've seen before. We've right. seen in Dawn of the Dead that Zack Snyder did, twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it just turns into that again. It's like yeah. uh, give me something a little more besides just. The queen and king can command them. It's like that. They don't. They show that in that they follow their orders. But and that's that was the not first time I've seen like a zombie baby, like a hundred percent zombie baby. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead did that. They did. Yeah, uh, Mackay Pfeiffer's uh, uh, girlfriend turns into a zombie and then gives birth to a zombie baby. But well, but that's that zombie baby is like a half breed then because. If the mom's now a zombie, but the baby wasn't originally. I'm talking about, like, these two zombie made me think, like, they were a zombie. Got it. Then they fornicated. Then they came out with the I baby. I see what you're saying. You yeah, know, because that like baby was very... Two zombies bred and made a yes. zombie child. I got yes. you. I got you. I thought you just meant a baby that was a zombie. No, no, no. Got it. Like, that okay. was the first... And then some weird, like, sure. blue light thing happening with... Some of those. Yeah, maybe we missed a piece of dialogue on that because, yeah, some zombies you shot in the head and there was blue in them. I was like, I don't don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, there was a lot of cannon fodder, if you will. Like, they they threw in enough characters to have cool death scenes. Uh huh. But there just weren't a ton of cool death scenes. Like, the German guy doesn't even get a death scene, you just get him, see him get pulled away. Uh, That's true, as he was saving another guy. Yeah. The the tiger one was a good one. Uh, Batista's was fine. Some of it was pretty gory. Yeah. Yeah. It it just... And I really don't think this is me being like not a Zack Snyder fan. Because this didn't feel like a Zack Snyder movie. There's no style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just... I don't know. It just... It felt real paint by the numbers. I don't know if maybe... I mean, is it what you expected or were you disappointed? I was disappointed. Yeah. Because I was ready for it to be a totally mediocre film and I feel like it was below mediocre. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Yeah, anything else you want to say about it? Anything... How how about this? What was your shining light in this movie? Your beacon of hope. The thing that you hang on to and you be like, at least that was nice. Uh, I, well, I mean the uh, the reconnection of the daughter and 
and the dad mm-hmm. and him talking about like you know his whole like uh, food truck dream and what yeah he wanted to do with it and there was that they scene kind of rekindled that relationship yeah. there's that scene at the end where he was dying and you knew he was going to mention something about the food truck because that's a run excuse right. me that's a runner in the in the movie and he's yeah. like lobster rolls. The, the food truck, the food truck we've been talking about. It's like, dude, we know. Just say <laughs> lobster rolls. And talk, like, this movie just over-explains everything to you, including yeah. the jokes. It was so frustrating. It's like, let us, this like, is not a complicated not movie. We'll get it. <laughs> yeah. Just believe that we'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought their relationship was really mm-hmm. uh, enjoyable. Yeah. Um, decent chemistry there. Um you know, I'll give it to Tig. Even though I don't think she shined like she should have. She mm-hmm. she brought her comedic sensibility in some parts. Was, I think as much as she could have. Yeah, I like that she was as much of a badass as she was. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, I like Tig. Yeah. Alright. Well, that's about it. I would say... Uh, yeah, well, watch it. When you're ready to take a nap, and then you'll probably miss like the, the hour in the middle. Yeah. You know, or maybe you'll pass if you pass out early, that'll be good because then you can get to like, you know, when they're starting to break into the vault. Then oh, yeah, true. I, at least it starts to pick up there a little bit, I guess. Then you know yeah. what? You'll be there in time for the tiger murder. There part. you go. That's something. Yeah. That's that'll something. Be worth I suppose. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know what you thought of Army of the Dead. Um, seriously, let us. This isn't just a ploy. Like I'm, I love talking about movies. Yeah. Uh, so you can reach us at life underscore well underscore spent underscore on Instagram. Yep. Uh, life well spent at yahoo.com. If you want to send us an email, ooh, I haven't checked that in a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even know the web the password. Yeah. Uh, or you can hit us up on Twitter at uh, at well underscore Garrett. Yep. Anything I'm missing? I don't think I am. No, that's it. We did it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Have a fantastic week. Love you much. Bye. Bye.